Hey folks, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Embellish Podcast, a podcast focused on product stories, product storytellers, interesting brand ambassadors, and any other tangent that I happen to come up with. Whether you're a bourbon fan, a geek, a casual observer, or someone just floating through this channel, you're sure to waste a few minutes listening to what I have to say, and I hope you find it interesting. If you got here by chance, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button. I can be found on any podcasting platform that exists, and if you can't find me on a platform, send me an email at embellishpod at gmail.com, and I'll try to get that taken care of. I also generally live stream recording all of these episodes on YouTube on Wednesday nights around 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can find all of my links on Instagram at embellishpod or Twitter with the exact same handle. I have a website is www.embellishpod.com that is also a place to pick up these links, episode details, and even some one-off tasting notes. Today is January the 12th, 2022. We're going to be talking about um, are they real for episode 39 of the podcast. Um, if you're here joining me, thank you for being here. It looks like i got a couple of people online I'm going to try this out, see if it'll tell me who it is. Oh, doesn't. Perfect. Um, you know, if, if you're here, make yourself known. Let me know what you're drinking. Let me know what you're doing. Uh, before we get into the show, I always try to talk about a few things. Um, right now, I am rapidly approaching the one-year mark. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll hit one year of doing this. Uh, not necessarily the YouTube portion of it, but the um, podcast portion. I'll have 40 or 41 or 42 episodes by the time that hits. Um, started off audio only, tried to set a goal of doing, you know, one a week. Um, and then when we got to the summertime, things got a little more hectic. I wasn't able to do one a week, so we had to cut it back to every other week for a period of time. And so that's why we're at 40 instead of 50 at this point. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, I, I came across this, and maybe you'll find this interesting, maybe you won't. Um, there's this. There's a company called Bakta. I came across this is because of Whiskey in My Wedding Ring from David Levine. Uh, it's another podcast. It's Armagnac, and it is a an opportunity to invest your future, uh, your dollars, into a, a, a prospective uh, liquid um, that Armagnac is is the way to go to invest in this. And, and they've just announced a, a blend, a 50-year-old blend. It's it's more than 50, technically. It's uh, vintages from 1868 to 1970. I'm not sure what to think of that, but I've been looking at it over and over and over again, and I'm not quite sure that I can afford it, but it's something that is super interesting to me, and maybe it's interesting to you. I don't know. Um, and then the last pre-show concept note, whatever, I got an email in my, uh, in my email box, uh, about winecompetitions.com. They just did a craft distiller award show. Um, or not award show, but award series, and why that matters, why that's important, why that even is of any concern. If you watched last week's episode, um, you'll know that's exactly what I talked about last week was uh, awards. And this one came through, and you know, there's a dozen of them out there or more that are doing different types of awards for distilleries, and a lot of the times it's pay to play, so you. Uh, send off an entry fee, you send off a sample, and then you get an award, and it's 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 numerically based or whatever. Um, but one of the um, things that was interesting about this, like I said, it is, uh, if, if you get a chance to go check it out, it's winecompetitions.com, and they have a craft spirits uh, in there. Um, all of the spirits that are entered must be available to the general public. And so a lot of the times, uh, at least what I find in some of the spirits um, competitions, they end up having bottles that you're never going to see, things that are not available to you in the public, 
um, you know, the, the B tax, the pappies, all of those things. What's the use in ranking something that you're never going to see, um, anywhere in the United States, uh, or at least in North America for that matter. Um, so they, they do that. And then they allow at the discretion of a judge to segregate certain classes by price. Thanks for the, Hey Zach. Yeah. Um, didn't even plan that today. So, you know, he, he commented on my shirt. This is uh, the Bourbon Junkies into the AM shirt. And the um, last time that I was able to see the wonderful human being of Zachary Jones was face-to-face. And we were both happened to be wearing the same shirt at the same time. That's the only reason it's the easiest way for us to, to recognize each other. Maybe that'll be the, the go-to for Kentucky Bourbon Fest 2022 as everybody wears the end of the AM shirt um, so we can get recognizable. But, you know, in, in the same vein, this competition had, you know, panels that were comprised of, of media, research spirits, or research, uh, spirits research people, distilling people, whatever. Um, a lot of really interesting results. Um, the uh, awards, there was, if I remember correctly, one of the top awards was given to um, a spirits company out of Texas, which is sort of unusual for me because um, Texas spirits takes a unique person to like what comes out of Texas sometimes. Um, they can be entirely different from what else, whatever else you're used to. Um, but I wanted to take this week, and this week will probably be a shorter episode than normal. Um, I want to talk about uh, social media personalities, YouTube personalities, whatever. Um, I've thought about this for a while. I've actually thought about this since before I ever even started doing a, a podcast podcast because when I started this journey I tried to set like realistic goals for myself on what success looked like and um what the idea yeah it would be a fantastic uniform um the the first set of realistic goals that I set was how many episodes that I wanted to record before I felt like um it was a it was a thing that was going to stick for me you know that uh, most podcasts don't make it out of the first half a dozen or a dozen episodes um, it's an idea that somebody comes up with, they, they run it and they realize it's a lot more work and then they want to get out of it. And so those were kind of the, the goals that I set for myself. And then it was, you know, I, um, wanted to see how many subs- downloads I could get, how many subscribers I could get. And I didn't set any time frames for it. And I used a, a one, five, 10, 20 method, which was one follower or one download, five downloads, 10 downloads, 20 downloads. And then the same thing with subscribers and all those things. And once those passed by, um, then, then I started trying to figure out like, how do I measure success for what I'm doing? And, and, and um, there's a phrase out there, uh, comparison is a thief of joy. And you find yourself uh, after you're doing this for a little while, start to compare, you know, like, what do I need to do to get to the next level? What do I need to do to be the next big, you know, podcast or whatever? And I don't know that that's a thing that I ever want to do, but um you start comparing yourself. And so you, you start utilizing tools and, and I use a series of tools to try to understand um, what trends well, what goes well. And sometimes I even do things um, with my podcast or with my YouTube channel or with, you know, whatever other platform to test out um, is what social media marketing and, and creator content creator uh, marketing platforms tell you to do, are they, are they right? You know, is, is there, you know, some benefit to what they're telling you to do? Um, and it may not be that it may be that I never do those things again. I just want to experiment and kind of find out. And so I run a, a tool called chartable and that tells me about, you know, who downloads what across the multiple platforms that are available as far as podcast, audio podcast specifically. Um, YouTube has, you know, robust analytics tools. 
And then there's a another tool that helps to track like uh, engagement within Instagram. You know, website analytics. Uh, I do have a website, and whatever like whatever happened to websites? Like this is this is a thing that I think about all the time. I'm old enough that I was around before the internet existed. And then I grew up through the internet's creation and, you know, like a website was, was, was the thing that everybody had to have. And now it's, it's a place to get asynchronous communication, things that you're just going to leave and memorialize, but it's not where people go to get new information anymore. Largely they're, they're going to be looking at social media platforms. And so, you know, there's analytics that exist there. Um, but you start thinking, you know, like, what does it take to get to 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 followers? Um, and what I found, you know, in, in prepping for this episode and prepping for my own, you know, experience is that people who really have one, five, 10, 15, 20,000 subscribers, they are, are in a couple of camps. Either they found a niche that was unexploited and they ramp up, um, hugely, they hit a viral trend or it's just a long, slow slog. Um, I think about some of the people that I follow currently and some of the YouTube channels that I watch and some of the Instagram people, um, they, they'll hit their tiers sort of on an appropriate time frame, And we'll get into kind of some of the metrics of it as we go through talking about this, but, um, going from zero followers to 2000 followers in six months, there, there's a lot of things that, that can come into play there. Um, and, and what I noticed is that, you know, if, if you want to escalate quickly, you know, in, in these realms, like if you're an Instagram, uh, you've got about three different ways, three or four different ways to kind of grow your platform quickly. And it's bottle flexes. So if you have bottles for, and this is all for whiskey tubes, whiskey, Instagram, whiskey, gram, bourbon, gram, whatever you want to call it. Um, but if you have access to bottles that no one else can get and you can put those up on your feed, you're going to get followers. You're going to get people that are going to um, want to see what you're posting. Um, and and these are all things that I do. And I don't necessarily do them because I'm trying to fit a mold. It's just a part of you know what happens here. Uh, useless tasting notes. Because at the end of the day, what I taste is not what you're going to taste. Um, bottle porn. So it's just taking a, a, a bottle and trying to frame it in the most attractive fashion. And, you know, the last week I did one with the, the King of the North bottle from the bourbon junkies that I put together. And that was, you know, like it, it takes a lot of time to do that. And then being like a reshare master, like if you go out and you find people that are posting stuff and you just reshare their stuff over and over and over again, um, you may end up getting followers that way. Um, within YouTube, clickbait titles. That's the way you get followers. Absolutely. You, you throw in a, just a series of clickbait garbage and, and people will kind of come along. Lists are another one. Best of lists, things not to do lists, whatever. Um, and then um, more recently with TikTok, I don't know what you do to get followers there. That's a confusing platform and I'm probably not the target audience for it. But what I've found is that social media accounts largely all social media accounts have fake followers and fake followers aren't necessarily followers that you've purchased. They're just, um, what are considered low quality, meaning that they, uh, are low interaction. They followed for some specific reason. Um, 
I did a giveaway a few months a few months ago for reaching 400 followers on Instagram, and I didn't do one of those like like and share and tag a friend thing because as soon as you tag the friend, well now the friend's going to come and look and they're going to say, oh I want to try to get a, get access to the bottle and so they'll tag somebody and so you artificially grow your numbers and you're not getting a good idea of what your audience actually looks like. So there's there's a bunch of studies that have happened out there. They've they found that. Um, they they found that most large followers have half of their accounts that follow them um, are low quality or fake or whatever you want to want to deal with. Um, everybody's got them. It's just a matter of how many do you have and and where did they come from. Um, fake followers and ghost followers. Ghost followers are people who are signed up but never interact. Um, and not all of the people who sign up to to follow you are interested in interacting with you. That's perfectly fine. They just want to read and move on. They want to be lurkers. And you know, I'm a, I'm a lurker on a lot of things. I don't interact hugely, but um, for most social media marketing and most groups that are trying to grow a platform, um, they're going to target you know three or four platforms. They're going to target Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And what? Most people utilize all three platforms. Most most people that you're going to interact with on social media are going to use all three of those platforms. Yeah, you do have to get half naked on TikTok, and I don't think anybody's interested in that from me. So that's a good point, Zach. Um, maybe uh, maybe that's that's the next thing that I'll, I'll try to do something like that, and that may be part of the bottle porn thing. I need to have a, a bottle bunny to come in and, and and post for some pictures with some some post somewhere or whatever. Um. But one thing that I've noticed that's sort of peculiar is that you have users that are pretty dedicated to a specific platform. And once they're dedicated to that specific platform, it's hard to get them to jump to another one. And a, and a prime example for me is um, Monday Night Sucks with, uh, with, with Tim and Jack. They started pretty heavily on Instagram. They do Instagram Lives every Monday night. They record... Um, record for an hour or two or three or however long the conversations happens to learn, ha happens to run. Um, but they've tried to start pushing towards YouTube. And for a couple of guys that, you know, accumulated between the two of them, they have twelve or 15,000 uh, roughly social media followers on Instagram. Whenever they make that hop to YouTube, it's tough to get people to transition um, that were Instagram followers, get them to transition onto YouTube and be able to interact with that platform. And then vice versa, folks that are like heavily, uh, like Zach Jones here, he's a, he's a heavy YouTube user, a very light Instagram user. You won't see him doing a whole lot of things on Instagram specifically uh, while he has an account and he has the ability to interact with folks. He just doesn't do it. And then Facebook, Facebook is where, you know, all your aunts and uncles are going to be and they're going to be posting pictures of their grandkids or their nieces and nephews or whatever. Um, and so that's a different platform altogether. But cumulatively, you know, Facebook itself has, you know, 3 billion users. YouTube has 2.2 and then Instagram somewhere around 1.3 billion users. Um, but most of those users are going to be non-engagers. And then when you look in, like, we're only concerned about North American market folks. And, and we're looking at, you know, 170 million instead of billions or whatever. Um, but what... What does this have to do with whiskey tube, whiskey Instagram, whiskey wherever? 
Um, I joked with Ian, uh, and and he may or may not be here. I saw where he just followed me on uh, YouTube. Uh, he goes by Barrelproof Nerd on Instagram. We were going back and forth on a on a chat. Uh, I don't know a month or two ago, and in the process of having our chat, I said, you know, it's it's really nice to be under a thousand followers on YouTube because no one can accuse me of purchasing my followers because anywhere if you've if you've spent any time online. You can buy followers on any platform. You can buy them. They're going to be low-quality followers. They may not be real. They may be bots, maybe whatever. But the bottom threshold is 1,000. Like, the, you know, for $3, you can get 1,000 followers or whatever. And I'll say that I have never purchased followers for a personal platform. Um, I did... I did buy some for a friend one time. Uh, one of my uh, older friends uh, was in a... Discussion with her daughter. She's like, "Well, I bet I could uh, get more followers on TikTok than you could in a period of time, or whatever." And so, um, unbeknownst to her, uh, I was hearing overhearing this conversation. I was like, "I can absolutely make that happen for just a few dollars." So you can go out and you can purchase these followers. So whenever you start looking at social media uh, influencers, people on uh, Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, uh, you start having to assess like. Did they get there organically or did they purchase a whole bunch of users to lend credibility to their platform? Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of thought that can go into that. The average growth rate on Instagram is somewhere between one and three percent per month. And so if you have a hundred followers and you gain one per month, that's about right. Um I did pay you in nudes. They weren't me though. It was Photoshop. Actually got um got some from somebody else. But one to three percent is is on average. And you might jump because you do something interesting one month or whatever, but realistically, if you're growing beyond that three percent range, there's something else that is potentially happening, whether it is um a larger account is sending people to you or you're doing something else. And I try I've noticed a couple of tactics. Uh, there, there's a particular app that I use that lets me see people who follow me, um, and then people who unfollow me. And what that, why that matters, is that there is a large group of folks that'll run around out there and they'll follow two or three hundred people in a day. And most people, just out of common decency, will follow back. Like, oh, somebody's following me. I'll follow them back. You know, that's a nice thing to do. They'll wait a, a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks, and then they'll unfollow all of those accounts. So they're artificially inflating their numbers just by exploiting people's um, people's goodwill. And I noticed it happen a couple of times with different different um, social media folks. And I found this tool that allows me to keep up with that. And I have at least five or seven people that do that every single month on the bottom end. You know, it's five to seven every single month that come in and like they follow me and a week or two later, they'll unfollow me. And so this allows me to trade that, you know, where we're trading, follow, trading a follow for follow, we're also trading an unfollow for an unfollow. Um, because if I wasn't following you beforehand, obviously I'm only doing it out of my own uh, politeness. So there are tools out there that you can utilize to sort of make sure that you're trying to be as honest as possible about who's following you. The same tool I, I also allows me to see people, you know, the number of people that interact with my platform versus uh, the number of people that are um, non-active, um, people that delete themselves, you know, a, a whole host of information. But 
it's it's a, it's a personal responsibility thing for me uh, and there's a couple of there's a couple of accounts out there that I specifically don't follow that are a big part of bourbon podcasting explicitly because I am 100% convinced that if I did a deep dive on their social media accounts they have purchased a good portion of their followership to try to gain notoriety to be able to get into um whatever it is that they're trying to do and so that why why does a person do these things? Well, they do these things for a couple different things. They want to either create a job out of this or they want to be able to go on pick experiences or they want to get free swag from distilleries or, or some other thing. They're not necessarily interested in what it is that actually happens here. Um, I would lie if I said everyone wasn't interested in those things, but... Um, there's 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 ways that you can if you pay attention if you pay attention long enough and you listen to the content they produce you'll find that it's very much broy and a lot less bourbony and bourbon just happens to be the market segment that they've decided they want to exploit uh, utilizing whatever um, whatever resources they can to try to grow themselves um, and this. It, it's a, it's a phrase that I like to use called broing out. And basically it's, they're getting a group of their potentially guy friends together. They get on a live or they get in a room together and they just start to talk shit. And it's not necessarily even about whiskey. You know, um, some of my favorite podcasts, bourbon pursuit, it's a group of guys that sit around and talk about stuff. And it's not just guys. Sometimes they have, you know, women on the platform or, um, this is my bourbon podcast with, with Perry and Eric, you know, they sit down and they talk to each other. Um, chill filtered. It's Cole and Robbie. It's two guys that are talking to each other, but you can tell that they're interested in having those conversations about what's going on in whiskey, bourbon, whatever it is that's going on. But there are others out there that you can absolutely see that there is no, the, the interest isn't in that. The interest is in um, being a social media icon or being someone of note. And that's, you know, that, that's, that's the big thing that, Those people will try to use other uh, influencers to try to inflate their own accounts. Um, over the last year, I've had an incredible opportunity to meet a couple of people that have pretty significant um, Instagram accounts, YouTube accounts, whatever. And I've done my dead level best to not publicize those interactions because I'm not there to meet them to grow my own channel. Because at the end of the day... I don't want this to grow huge. I don't want this. I have a job. I have a job that I enjoy doing. This is this is a side uh, a side gig. This is a this is a hobby for me. This is something that I enjoy doing. And the minute that I stop enjoy doing it, is the minute that I stop doing it altogether. Um, so I'm not interested in trying to leech onto someone else and gain clout because I know so and so, or because I was. You know, out at the bar drinking with uh, this particular guy. Now, you know, you walk the line between, well, I want to celebrate enjoying being around other people that I'm having a good time with, but also not uh, clout chase, you know, whatever that happens to be. One of the things that's been curious to me, and, and I, I, I did these as far as a test, so this is moving away from an Instagram conversation into a YouTube conversation, Um we were working on some some vacation planning uh, for a trip with my family this summer, and there 
are just this abundance of people that have top 10 things to do this or top 10 things not to do here. Those are ways that you can grow your platform quickly because they're usually short, they're easy to digest, and they're things that people will click on, they'll watch, and maybe they'll pay attention to, maybe they won't. Um, and in this last week, I did this. I did this just as, an, as a test. In preparation for this episode, I created a my top six uh, whiskeys of 2021. Now, everything I said in there is what I actually believe, but that was not that's not the type of video that I normally do. Normally, this is a one-way conversation where I'm talking to the void here about something that I just find super interesting, and it's not about you know, tasting notes or this bottle's the best or, or any of those things. But I did it because I wanted to see what engagement looked like. And what I found is that that top six list gained more views in a 48-hour period than anything I've done in the last year. Um, and, and that's, you know, I don't want to say it's discouraging. It's exactly what uh, every... So you want to start a YouTube channel video suggests you do short to the point, uh, a list of things, a list of things not to do, a list of things to do, whatever. Um, it, it worked. It's exactly what um, YouTube, the algorithm likes. It's what the YouTube viewers like. It, it, it's whatever it is. And then clickbaity titles, you know, being able to say, well, you know, like create an interesting and dynamic title. When I was in high school, I did a... Um, the school newspaper and you know part of that was being able to craft a interesting title to an article that you're going to write you know we're 16 17 year old kids we're not going to create one that's interesting but we were always told you know it's it's got to be like a, a you know this is an outdated concept but it's got to be like a skirt it's short enough to be interesting but long enough to cover the subject um, and that's sort of what it's after but I went back through my catalog about a month ago, similar concept in preparation for this, and started changing the names of some of my older um, videos or, or podcasts that I'd put on YouTube to make them a little more clickbaity. And lo and behold, the uh, viewership of those videos climbed as well. And so those things that they're suggesting, they work. And it feels. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily feel like a cheat code because everyone knows what it is. It's almost like the 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 contra cheat code from the you know late '90s is that everybody knew exactly what it was, so it wasn't necessarily a cheat anymore. But um, exploiting a weakness in the system to be able to to grow your brand um, is I don't know. It's not necessarily dishonest. I don't even want to say it's dishonest because at the end of the day, everything on social media is fake. You know, these are all crafted personalities, versions of ourselves that aren't necessarily what we are at home um, around our children. There's, I remember when I, when I worked in radio in college, there's like everybody has their normal voice and they have a radio voice and the two things are different from each other. And it's something about sitting in front of a microphone changes you. Well, as soon as you start creating content and you're doing things like this, there's just a slightly different version of your person that pop pops out. It's not the at home, John. It's not the at work, John. It's not the when you're in your friend group, John. It's the social media, John. And so everyone here is slightly, um, slightly dishonest. They're, they're, they're a persona. You know, everything here is sort of um, fake and we don't necessarily need to take it uh, super seriously, but 
trying to be as honest about it as possible, um, I, I think is, is, is what I'm specifically about. And, you know, I wanted to take a little bit of time tonight to talk about, um, some of the things that, that folks are doing, some of the things that you're able to watch with your own eyes, some of the, um, things that you just kind of keep in the, in the back of your head. Um, you know, everyone, everyone in social media hopes to keep a followers to followees ratio of one to one. So you don't look like, uh, you, you don't have any followers or whatever, but at the end of the day, what does that really matter? You know, it, it, it largely doesn't, but, um, It's hard to talk about this without calling out any specific names or any specific groups of people that I think are are behaving in very very specific and unique ways. Um, because at the end of the day, it's really none of my business. That's their platform. Um, but I will do my dead level best not to participate in what it is that they're doing, uh, what it is that other folks are doing, and and just kind of you know stay in my lane and and slowly grow grow the the this particular platform, this particular podcast. And, you know, in that vein, uh, the same way that I hit, when I hit 400, I gave away a bottle. And when I hit 500, I'm going to give away a bottle as well. But I'm not going to do the everybody, you know, share uh, share with a friend. It's going to be, this is the list of followers or followers I had whenever I hit it 500. And I'm going to draw a name out of a hat. And if that person responds, I'll send it to them. And if they don't respond, I'll do it again. And we'll keep doing it until the bottle actually gets sent off. Um at the end of the day, I just want to sit here and I want to talk about things that are interesting to me. And, and, uh, oddly enough, I got concerned, uh, in the middle of the summer that, you know, I had to come up with 52 ideas for the year. Uh, and then I have to come up with 52 ideas for the next year and 52 ideas for the year after that, for as long as I want to do this, if I want to do one a week to continue to come up with it, like eventually you'll run out. Right. Um, and I already have the next, 12 or 15 ideas of what I want to talk about um, in, in a place. Zach, I, I, there's nothing to call you out for. You're exactly who you are in real life versus uh, online. Um, but you're also not trying to craft a persona to be able to gain followers. You're just trying to be a little bit of a troll and, and we'll always appreciate that. And so maybe that's the caveat I should put in place is that if you're a troll, none of this applies. Um, but I think that's going to be probably where we'll end tonight. Like I said, it's going to be a shorter one. We're only at about 30 minutes. We didn't do a, a ton of um, circular talking. Maybe we didn't even cover a whole lot of like useful content. I have all these wonderful charts and, and, and pieces of data that I could talk about, but uh, I don't know that it's necessarily useful. Uh, at the end of the day, most of the folks on Instagram and YouTube are trying to um, exploit your attention and your followership to be able to gain some leverage on a brand somewhere to get something for free or to be able to create a, a job for themselves. So just be aware of that. And as long as you're okay with that social contract that exists, um, move on. You know, it, it's not the end of the world. So uh, thanks for joining me tonight or today or whenever you happen to catch this. I hope you found this episode entertaining. If you did, please leave me a review on whatever platform you have to be consuming this and leave a comment if possible. And if you also have an opportunity to go out and follow Zachary Jones anywhere he is because he's here just about every single week. Uh, and, you know, if I ever needed mods, he'd be one. Um, hit me up on social media. 
uh, at Twitter or Instagram using Embellish Pod, maybe even TikTok, if I can ever figure out how that thing works. And you can give me a follow and you can keep up with what's going on here. And I can be found at embellishpod.com with all of my links, accounts, and contact details. And I'll be back at it again next week with another new offering for you. Until then, cheers and thank you for hanging out.